With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Villa View. It's match preview time here on the channel, and I am joined by Ty Bracey to do that. This show is sponsored by Luke Roper. If you want to use the code TVV20, that'll get you 20% off everything Luke has to offer, including the new Dapper Villain Rancher. Do go and check that out and use our code if you want to save yourself some money. Ty, Saturday, 3 p.m. at Villa Park. It's been a while, been nearly a year, in fact. First time this season that Villa have played. you're on about TK, then. No, no, no. <laughs> First time, that is not far off a year since Villa have been at home at three o'clock on a Saturday. I did the Athletics Premier League preview show earlier and their minds were blown by that stat. I mean, this is more AVFC stato stuff, but it's incredible to be so long without a home game at three o'clock. I know, and I'm not going to. That's the worst part. No, I thought that, <laughs> I thought that earlier. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be a weird one not going, first of all. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Family it, first. Family first, uh, a game where we can uh, a good shot of three points, Dan, to keep pushing us up the table. I think um, Leicester aren't in the greatest form. Had a one nil win against Warsaw on the weekend. Yeah, I watched um, a bit of it. And then a two two draw with Brighton. Lost two nil to Forest. Lost two nil to Newcastle. Um, that they're not doing too great in the league. Um, I'm just looking now. The last time they won in the league was on the 12th of November against West Ham. Yeah, they're not in in stupendous form either. I think the crux of the situation for Leicester is don't really think the manager wants to be there. Don't really think the fans want him there. Not sure the ownership wants him there at the moment. But basically, he's not going to walk away because he would lose out on compensation. Leicester can't afford to sack him or don't want to sack him because I believe the the fee to sack him is absolutely extortionate. So they're kind of stuck in this unhappy marriage at the moment, Leicester and Brendan Rodgers and and the supporters. And when James Madison doesn't play, Leicester just have got very little craft, very little invention. Problem is for us is 
James Madison came back last week. So just in time for a trip to Villa Park, James Madison plays. But it's fair to say, a bit like Villa with Grealish when we were quite reliant on Grealish. Leicester are very, very reliant on Madison. Yeah. If we get that side of Madison, it's going to be a tough game. He's, uh, he's their star player and he's their... Uh... Is then number one, so for him to come back from injury at this time is just typical us, I guess, for a, a team star boy to come back. Um, but you know, if, I, I think if we play how we've been playing recently, Dan. I think we can definitely get three points from it. I'm I'm confident that we're we're going to come away with the three. If I'm honest. Yeah, Leicester have got a few problems. I mean, I've just mentioned quite a few there. But they do have other problems on on the pitch as well. Not great at defending set pieces, although Harry Suter, who they've signed from Stoke plays, I think he's about six foot five, six foot six. He may solve that that problem for them. They get themselves ahead, and they've got this problem. Villa have had this problem as well this season under Gerard. If they get themselves ahead, they tend to concede straight after. They're not they're not great defensively, even if they do have a good day defensively. One of their centre backs decides to stick in two own goals, like Valfast did uh, at Anfield. So Leicester, they're not defensively the best. They've been quite reliant on Johnny Evans over the years at the back. He's spent the whole season missing. But there is a slight feel good because they have done some activity in the transfer window. As I mentioned, Harry Suter has come in. They've had a problem on the right wing for a long, long time now. And they've got Tete in from Shakhtar, possibly. I can't even remember where it's from. I can't remember where it's from exactly. But he's a Brazilian winger who the head of recruitment has had his eye on for a long time because he used to be at Southampton. And he tried to sign him at Southampton. So Leicester fans will be pleased with that. Or Brighton's moved out on loan. He scored their second goal in the last league game. But he's gone to West Brom on loan. Poor, poor Mark Brighton. Yeah, it's Shakhtar Donetsk. Was it Shakhtar? I was right. I yeah. don't know why I felt the need to, to challenge him. He's on loan. I thought they had signed him. I, think oh, I thought they had signed him. Well, maybe it was one they had to rush through to get the deal sheeted yeah, on deadline day. But Mark, Martin Glover, their head of recruitment, has been after him for a long time. We don't know whether these players will play. But Leicester have got this problem where they've got three strikers at the moment, which must be nice in fairness to have three strikers. We've, <laughs> we've, we've only got one. But Vardy isn't the player of old. Rogers doesn't seem to fancy Iganacho and he just rolls him out in the cups and he seems to score in the cup games. And from what I'm hearing, Dakar isn't fit for purpose. So Leicester have got this problem at the moment. They've got three strikers, but they can't really settle on one. But Vardy in the past has had some good days at Villa, has now got some bad memories against... I've got some horrible memories of him standing next to the whole end. Is that right where you sit, isn't it? Yeah, exactly where I sit, mate. I've got some absolute... got some PTSD for that happening. So... um, yeah, Ian, Ian Acho as well. I swear he's scored a few goals against us as well. Yeah, I remember he's got him a good scoring record. against us yeah, at Villa Park as well. It's, it's always away, isn't it? We come up against them teams where players have uh, got a habit of scoring against us. But um, I don't know if we'll see any of these new players. I'm sure he'll be keen to give his new signings a run out. So, yeah, uh, it all depends on what Leicester turn up in the day. But their, their form in the league isn't great at the minute. They're, they're in a struggle. So that they... They really need to be fighting to to get up the table, Dan. They're uh, they're not in the best spot, are they? No, I mean, 100% they're in a relegation scrap this season. Even Brendan Rodgers has admitted that himself. Luckily for us, we've changed manager and we've moved away. I don't think that's anything that Villa are going to have to worry yeah. about this season. Five from seven under Emery that, that we've won. We've drawn with Wolves and lost to Liverpool, won, won the rest of the games under Emery. As you said, it's a very good chance, especially at home, to beat Leicester. We beat Leicester last season. 2-1 at home, Mesri concert at, at the double. The last time we played, we beat Leeds without playing fantastically, if we, we're being perfectly honest. We had some we had some difficult moments in that game, but we, we got through it through good defending, good goalkeeping, and we took our chances, which is what you have to do in football. Just wondered what you where from where you sat. Villa are obviously now playing this this playing out from the back. And I'm okay with it. I feel pretty at ease with it, but there's some people in the whole end where I sit that just are not, and that sometimes comes out on the pitch. Is that the same way you sit? 
Yeah, it is, to be fair. You hear the moans and groans, um, especially from some of the older crowd. I think the, the older crowd probably aren't used to that style of football. Um, but I understand it. It is a lot more patient football we're playing, isn't it? You know, instead of rushing to go forward. Uh, when we did spaces, even I can't remember who it was, but someone said that um, the, the, the problem that Villa have in, in uh, Emery's system is that He's used to having players who are really good at playing out from the back. Um, I can't remember who it was who said it. Someone did. I think our players have been decent. At it. No, no, no. I, I don't think that we're, we're we're bad from the back at all. But it's getting used to that style of play, isn't it? And as a fan, it is. It, it can be quite frustrating. I do understand it. But you know, if that's the style of football we need to play to break a team down and wear them down a little bit, then so be it. Like mo- modern football is no easy. You know, it's not like the olden days where everything was a four-four-two, and that's pretty much it. The, the game has advanced so much in, in, in even since I was a kid. Um, but they're going to bring their A game. But I think defensively, we're quite good. We're quite solid at the minute, Dan, if I'm honest. I think we look great yeah, in defence. Um, I think we we need to just keep keep that on board, really, and, and just keep going for it. What Stato said there, Jamie Vardy. Well, nobody shouldn't be, doing, you shouldn't be doing that on this show, Stato. It's forgetting that we're doing a show t- tomorrow. Save this, save this gold for the show tomorrow. <laughs> I'm hoping Adam, the producer, doesn't even put it up on the screen. Ignore that in the in the, uh, in the chat, the people that are in the chat. We don't want anything like that on this show, Stato, please. Or Stato's, Stato's uh, got a strike on his uh, probation we'll period we'll, already. We'll, we'll, be doing that. <laughs> we'll be doing that tomorrow. We certainly don't do it in, in this show, AVFC, Stato. Please stand down. Um, yeah, I, I think we've been pretty comfortable with it. I will also say, in the last home game against Leeds, I thought we had our best moment when we beat the press and we played that ball over the top. Now, I'm not convinced Lesser will press in the same way that, that Leeds did. So it may be a case of being that, that little bit more patient. But something I wanted to say was that in the past, when you know, you've know you got a plan, and I've seen Villa try and play out from the back before, by the way. I remember under Lambert, when we had a back three of Chris Hurd, Kieran Clark and Nathan Baker, and we, and we tried to do it for a few games, and the, and the crowd got on the players' backs whilst it was happening, and we quickly abandoned it because the players couldn't really handle the pressure. What I will say is I think there's so much belief in the manager from the players now in what he in, in his philosophy and his principles that even if the crowd does get a little bit tetchy i feel like maybe a month or two ago it would have affected the players now i feel like they'll just they'll just ride it out and i think it's no coincidence in some ways that we've won every away game and we've, we've played that way because i think that obviously there's less of the villa fans in in the away game we've won every away game play, playing that way we made a mistake with it against brighton we bounced back and won that game. But by and large, I've been impressed with the way we've played out from the back, and I, I think we'll see more of that tomorrow. Completely forgotten what I was going to say next, which is absolutely well, well, one excellent. Thing, one thing on that is I haven't really watched Leicester this season. You know, I'm not uh, fake it till you make it. I'm, I'm, I'm honest, I haven't really watched the fact like Leicester this year. But, but one thing I do remember is when we played against them before, is when we played, they they play a, a, a press the back line that they're ready they're waiting to to get in behind the defenders and it, it's worked but i don't think we play that style of ball uh anymore especially with us playing out from the back i, I can remember a few times like vardy he's just he's he's in line with the defenders at all time ready to get his get his running legs on and and uh finish one mate so i, I don't think that style of play will work 
Yeah, Leicester um, were very open at the start of the season, but they have solidified a little bit. They've had a few silly games recently, but they're tending to lose games by one or two now rather than taking hammerings like they were at the start yeah. of the season. They've got look, they've got, they've got some good players on any given day. Anyone anyone can beat anyone, but I, fa- I do fancy us. I don't know why I'm even saying this. I do fancy us at the, the weekend to, to take three points against Leicester. As I say, we, we beat them last season, and, and I do fancy us. I've realised these previews have become very boring. Not because we're on it, but because <laughs> it is because we're no, on it. No, no, because when you now we're now going to talk about what team should Villa pick, but there's, there's, no, there's nothing to really discuss because the, the team is the team. I, yeah, I think at the, the moment I can't think McGinn's back in training by the looks of things. So Emery hasn't had his press conference yet, to my knowledge. You know, McGinn will come back into the squad, but I imagine he won't come straight into the team. He'll be on the bench and be a good option for Villa for, from from the bench, considering depending on what's going on in the game. Yeah. The team does kind of pick itself. There's nothing for us to discuss in a preview with regards to, to what Villa do. I think Luca Dean will be back as well, but I imagine he'll be on, on the bench. I don't think he'll come straight back into the side yeah. either. But I suppose at least there's a couple of players there on the bench that can come on and influence the game. But as team selections go, I think the, we could name the 11 now, and I think probably 99.9% of the Villa fan base could name the 11 as well, including Rollo's new kid who's only been born a few days. You're still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Did you oh, hear anything you I just said? No, did yeah, you hear I, I was I listening said? to you, but then it oh. just then it just stopped dead. Uh, I just stopped dead. That was me. Oh, okay. Sorry, mate. That's all right. I was like, is Dan froze? Because your face didn't move yeah. either. I was like, why is he frozen? I just I don't I was, know why I, I did just, that. I just did. I was just reading some of the comments on the on the. They didn't want to didn't want to answer my question. Not that it was really a question. We didn't what want question? Even you just... didn't ask me a question. Well, you could have just, about you could have just come in and agree. You could have just come in and agreed with the point that I was making. That the team picks itself. I can't remember what it was, but I agree with you. Yeah, team, team <laughs> picks itself. Not not, not much. No, no, no. You are right. If that's what you're referring to, if it was a very long question, if that's what you're referring to, I was but... just giving more of a commentary whilst I was doing it. Yeah, I mean, you, you're going to see some rotation, aren't you, in the middle with Ramsey and McGinn. And then your attacking options might fluctuate a tiny bit depending on what the actual plans are with Duran, which I guess we'll we'll find out soon enough. Um, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him get some minutes. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him get some minutes. I'd rather see him come off, uh, come on when we're comfortably in the lead for a game, and there not be a lot of pressure, and you know, just to get a feel of what it's like to play at Villa Park, because you know. I can't imagine what it's like playing there in front of forty thousand people. I can imagine it's you know for the first time. Especially when you're coming from the MLS. I mean, I'm not knocking the MLS, but you know, I can't imagine there's any atmospheres that replicate Villa Park. I'm trying to think of any player that's come from the MLS and just hit the ground running straight away. The last player I can think of that came from the MLS is straight from the MLS is Almiron. And it took it's taken him three years to to get going, hasn't he? And become the player that Newcastle fans hope, hoped he would be. Let, let us know in the comments. I can't think of anyone that's come straight in, especially at that age, especially having played so little game there as well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he'll be look, he's got a chance of featuring because purely because of what we've just said, that the, the squad is pretty small now. And it's gonna be this if everyone's fit, it's probably gonna be the same 20 involved every week. And he and he forms part of that at the moment, Duran, because there's no other yeah. striker at the club. One thing that has been interesting in the games, I don't know whether you've noticed, is yeah, we've been saying Bailey and Watkins have been playing up front and they've split. There's been a few games recently where Bailey's actually started on the right, and Buendia has been the one who who um who kind of plays next next to Watkins. I don't know what you what you've made of that, but I found that quite interesting at times. We definitely did that against Leeds, where it was more Buendia. I mean, Villa have no positions anymore. That's just that's just the way it is. Villa don't really have a formation, but. It, in the defensive four four two, when you're defending, yeah. it was Buendia who was defending closer to the front than Bailey. Do you think that's to do with pressing be- pressing from the front because Buendia is better at that than Bailey? Yeah, um, he 
he he does give some legs, Buendia. You know, I know he's skeptical to a bit of criticism online, but he does work hard when he's on the pitch. Um, I'd prefer Bailey on the left, really. I think well, it's very on one trick pony right, when you're on the right. Wait, I, I know he does start on the right, but there's been a couple of games. I can't remember if it was Emery's first game or it might have been. He played up against game. Brentford on the, on the left. Yeah, and I, and I didn't think he was bad, but I think he was good. When when there's only one leg on the on the right, it's it can become quite predictable, um, especially when Leicester have got quite a good defence. You know, the results don't really. I think it don't really show. Leicester ain't bad defensively, really, in well, terms of who's the they've got. Season. Yeah, they, I know, they, but they in terms of who up. they've got, they're not terrible in defence. Um, that they'll be hard to break down. Um, I just, I just want to see everyone start playing together as a team, and we're, we're starting to see that. And it's just, we're getting to that point now where we do know what Villa are going to come out each half, where we've been so used to what Villa's going to come in forty-five yeah, minute bouts. You couldn't call us a one-half team anymore. I, I think it's just nah, we might have yeah, a half where we're a bit more solid and compact, like we have done in the away games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of good half, bad half, it does feel like that's disappeared, and that's been a problem for a decade at least. Yeah. It's just nice to not be in that position anymore, Dan. I'll be honest; it's uh, it's quite refreshing. But I'm, I'm I'm gutted I won't be there. I'll be watching it, but yeah, it, uh, a Saturday three o'clock kickoff, man. It's just gonna. I can't believe I'm missing it. Which means my last one was I can't even tell you when the last Saturday. Norwich is that when it was? Yeah, I haven't been at Villa Park, three p.m. on Saturday for ten months. I don't think so. I've, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, Stato may have done the walk of shame and left the chat, but. He'll know, but I'm pretty sure it is April against Norwich. Um, Adam Wright has said that Rogers has said today in his presser that Vardy and Harry Suter are doubts. So, Adam Wright, bring, we're just talking about you, Adam Wright, coincidentally. Um, Bringing the team news, Adam Wright. So, yeah, you'd imagine that means... I, I bet you Iganacho actually plays. He hasn't really started this season in the league, but because he scored against Warsaw, I think he came off the bench in that game. I've got a feeling he would start. And he, he even used to score when he was a bit part of Manchester City. Against us, so if Vardy doesn't play, I'd, I'd actually expect it to be Ian Nacho. But although I don't think Daka scored many this se- this season, if he does play, Jonathan Ridgeway in the comments as well knew someone would say this. Robbie Keane was good for us when he came from the MLS. He played in the Premier League before Jonathan. You know that. You knew what I was getting at. You knew what I meant. Um, <laughs> what else have we got in the comments? Mister Nicky Cullen has just put Davis. I'm not really sure. I assume he means Alfonso, means. but obviously he hasn't been to the Prem. Uh, but... Yeah, that's a, that's a decent shout. I don't think he came to the Bayern team straight away. Oh yeah, Top. Tyler Adams. There's another one. He's, but he's come from in between. Had Leipzig in between. I'm talking straight, yeah. straight from the MLS here. Only played in the MLS. Come to the Premier League. Be interesting to know who that was. Nicky Salter's doing, a, doing an AVFC stutter impression in the chat as well, telling us Madison has only scored once against us in the league. Harvey Barnes has, however, scored a few. Yeah, I I've got memories of Harvey Barnes scoring against us. Junaid Hafesji, sorry if I've murdered you now there. What's your opinion on Philip Coutinho being on the bench? I think at some point, I do think Coutinho is going to get in the team, you know, in the second half of the season. There was a little yeah, so training was. video. Was it a training video calling him a magician? Yes, there was that Coutinho, yeah. that's all. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, good training clips this week from AVFC officials. Yeah, I mean, we can all sit and watch highlight reels of players, and yeah, but you don't you know. mind it because we're winning. Ty, you can put this is the thing. Villa post that stuff sometimes when we haven't won for about 10 years and haven't scored yeah. for 10 years, and yeah. then I'll post videos of everyone banging them in and training. At the moment, we're going well, so posting the training content, it's a good time to good time to do it. No, Steve and crew, me, Brad Guzan. Actually, to be fair, he was decent when he first came and played in the cups, not, not a bad shot. 
But I'm talking outfielders only, Stephen. That's what I want to know. Landon Donovan, pretty decent for Everton. Yeah, but he didn't Pasky come from the MLS. Yeah, he played in the Bundesliga. Yeah, he? didn't he play for Leverkusen, I think? He played, definitely played for Bayern at one point. Childhood. Childhood. Um, Brian McBride, he came. Brian McBride came, I think. Oh, there he is. There he is. is. I mean, even the name he's come up with, uh, DeAndre Yedlin, Seattle Sounders to Spurs for the love of Paul McGrath podcast. For the love of have a day off, Neil. I mean, did did DeAndre Yedlin hit the ground running, Neil, at Spurs? I'm not sure he ever hit the ground running in the Premier League full stop, even when he went to Newcastle. He was quick. I wouldn't say hit the ground running there. Stephen Wright, Almiron. Yeah, we said Almiron. Gareth Thomas, Jack Harrison, but then he'd be playing in the champion. He played, he played a few loans in the championship. Jack Harrison, I'm fighting back on everyone here. Whatever name you give me. What have gonna, you had for lunch? You've got a right rocking up your because there, hasn't, because there hasn't been one. I don't I don't think there's been one. Clint Dempsey's Clint a good Dempsey. shout. I like that one, Chris Simmons. Did Clint Dempsey come straight for the MLS? I think he probably did, yeah. If people could fact check before they, before they posed, yeah. <laughs> nice Mike Bracey from Omar. Yeah, new Mike. Delivered today. Delivered today. New mic. <laughs> Can't believe it's taken us this long to get you a mic. Absolute disgrace. From the I mean, it's my own fault, really, for selling my setup before I moved house and then oh, okay. decided I weren't going to do pods anymore. And then about five days later, I was back on a pod and haven't stopped since. So no, I had like a nice little break, though. I didn't do a lot in the last like six to nine months, really. I've been quite quiet, haven't I? I've had a lot going on. So I mean, you, uh, you might have been quiet in terms of doing podcasts, but not quiet in general. Never, never quiet. Yeah, because you're one of my best mates. So, football aside, I'm always going to nose your head. I mean, it tells you how little there is for us to preview <laughs> in terms of Villatane selection and stuff when we've still got people messaging in about people coming from the MLS and hitting the ground running. They are still trying to justify DeAndre Yedlin with 109 Premier League appearances. I accept that, Neil. You've had 109 games, but how many of those 109 games were good? That's, that's, that's um, do you know what? Like. Yeah, it's lucky. Yeah, tell you what, you should have got Neil on for this episode because as soon as you started about the MLS, he'd <laughs> still be reeling off players now from when you first mentioned it. Demarcus Beasley, did he even play in the Premier League? Please tell me who he played for, Gasper. Did he play for City? Have I got him confused with someone else? Jeff Cameron at Stoke. Again, I'd question whether he came in and hit the ground, hit the ground running, but that's some good, good suggestions there. We should be quiz masters. We're wasted on these podcasts. I mean, we definitely shouldn't be. Tim Howard, a lot of goalkeepers coming in. American goalkeepers, I take as an exception, but they're, they're um, usually, they've usually been pretty good. Demarcus Beasley, Chicago Fire, then to PSV for three years, then Man City loan, yeah, it then count. Rangers. Doesn't count if you, if you went and to PSV. Was, that was like Man City 2006 2007. So that was like their. That's when David Jones played the game up front. Yeah, have you seen the clips of that? That's that was, class, I, I remember the game. That was it. Was around there. Is there anything else we can preview, Tigers? Otherwise, we should probably go because this has just turned into the MLS um, show at this point. No, I mean we spoke about the transfer window in episodes. We've spoke yeah, about what's coming more. against Leicester. There aren't really lot. You know, I don't like to drag these out. Really, I mean, you know, no, you're. Let's call it. Yeah, let's call it. I'm sure you want to go and. Uh, you, you're having cod and chips for tea tonight, yeah? No, I'm having cod and chips. How come? I don't eat cod, but the dog eats cod now <laughs> with his bad tummy, and I hate the smell of it. But I've got to cook it. But people don't want to hear about my my, my problems. But yeah, that's it. You don't hear about Dan's now. dog's bad tummy because you don't hear about me. Texting me, moaning about his dog. No, no, that's not fair. Head. I love that dog more than anything in the world. That's, that's I didn't not, say he didn't love it, but you still vent to me. Yeah, Michael Bastard. Bradley. Michael Bradley, jeez. Oh, that was the time, right? I'm, just, I'm dragging this out now. 
I just had Michael Bradley on football manager for my Fulham team and he was class. And, I, and then suddenly from nowhere, Villa signed him and I was, I, I was so buzzing. He didn't bloody ever play. I think he came on twice. Didn't play. That was one of the most disappointing transfers. Not for any other reason. He from Munch and Gladbach. Yeah, I'd lo- yeah, people are getting the thing wrong as well. That's not direct from the MLS, is it, Chris Simmons? Come on. Let's go before I fall out with everyone that's on the, on the chat. Be back tomorrow with AVFC Stato for the Stato show, even though he was trying to derail this show and get the stuff incorporated into this one. It will be Leave him a show alone. with me and him tomorrow. Not sure what time yet. I don't think we've actually chosen a time, so keep your eye oh, on social prediction, media. Oh, score predictions, Dan. Score predictions. Oh, score predictions. Here we go. What are you going for, Ty? I'm going 2-0 Villa. 2-0 Villa, and I'm going to go for 2-1, the same as last season, to Villa as well. Thank you very much for joining us for this absolute rabble of a show that we've just done. As I say, the Stato Show will be back tomorrow. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Yes, yeah, the Stato Show will be back tomorrow, and we'll have a post-match pint on Sunday as well. And then 1874, with top journalist Greg Evans, comes back on this channel from Monday. So make sure you don't miss that one if you were a fan of 1874 on The Athletic with Greg and myself. I'd be happy to be doing something with a professional again, other than people like Ty. No offence, Ty. I'm sure you don't mind me saying that, do you? You don't care. It's only a joke, anyway. You keep eating your prawns, mate. You keep eating your prawns. I did that that spaces. Honestly, you spent 60% of that spaces having a go at me. Yeah, that was the whole point. That was the yeah. only reason I got you yeah, on. So I can't rip you on it because it's not my well, channel. Won't be doing that again. Pood says a clean sheet would be nice. A few, a few clean sheets for Villa recently, to be fair. But let's go. Thanks ever so much for watching. Up the Villa. Up the Villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.